it's the old west and there's a stagecoach you know with a whole caravan and all of a sudden they hear the drums bum 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 and the guy riding on the stagecoach looks to his partner and grabs a shotgun and goes that doesn't sound good just then a native american warrior jumps out from behind the tree and says he's not our regular drummer He's not our regular. Why drummer. do you do this every week? You know, you know, if Joe was here, you know what he would say? <laughs> well, what, 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 what do you think he would say? That's a good one. <laughs> Wrong answer. Wrong answer. All right, let's try this. <laughs> no, let's not try this. Hey, so Biff, did you hear what happened with the Thanksgiving turkey got into a fight? <sighs> what happened when the Thanksgiving turkey got into a fight? He got the stuffing beat out of him. Just he got the me. stuffing beat out of him. Just kill the me now. The stuffing. <laughs> Just kill me now. Hello, everybody. As God is my witness, I thought they could fly. <laughs> and welcome to Carnival Personnel. I'm Jacques. I'm Biff. And for the time being, for a little bit, maybe the whole podcast, maybe just one more bad joke. I'm Joe. Remember me? Hey, remember the Joes? He's back. (laughs) Oh, and better than ever. um, Absolutely. Better than Ezra. So as as we're uh, recording this, we're uh, waiting to also record our sideshow with the owner of the Retro Video Game World uh, Replay. Uh, very excited about that. Uh, and Joe was jumping on to be part of that conversation because, you know, it's all about retro video games. Um, I won't spoil how our how my world collided with the replay video game store in Arlington, Mass. Is it Arlington? Alston. Yep. Alston, Mass. Um, but but we'll save that for next week's sideshow. But I will. I will, while Joe's here, turn it over to Joe and let Joe tell Biff and the other three listeners uh, about the text you sent me the other day and the magical mystery tour it took me on. So, as I usually do, I peruse the Craigslist app on my phone during work hours, of course, to see what kind of great deals I could find, whether it be free stuff or video game stuff. Or We're not talking about whores, are we? No, no, sorry. Okay. No, not the good. This is a this is the nerd Craigslist. It's not the cool Craigslist that all the kids are on nowadays. But sometimes those concentric circles combine that Venn diagram of free and video games combine, and you get a posting for a free video game offer. And I said, What's this? And the first place I the first thing it says said uh, Atari and 12 games. Atari and 12 games free. I go, wow, all right, well, I have one. I don't need that, but the games look cool. And then it says, oh, it's in Lowell. I don't live in Lowell. What am I going to do with, wait a minute. Somebody I know lives in Lowell. Their wife may or may not have been looking for an Atari 2600 recently and was willing to pay cash money for it. What if I, so I sent the text to Jacques and I said, hey, it's, I know it's 2.30 in the afternoon or whatever it is, but I know you're just sitting around doing nothing because- I sure would be if I were you. <laughs> and here's a, uh, a listing for a free Atari in Lowell. And it's like, it, it posted like 13 minutes before. So I was like, this is like fresh, 
fresh free Atari, <laughs> fresh 40 year old video games <laughs> waiting to be picked up by a loving owner. And I sent it to him and he goes, uh, awesome. And then like an hour later or two hours later, I get a text with a picture of Jacques posing like a newborn son <laughs> with his new father. I see him posing with his Atari 2600 and nice. the Atari games. And he says, oh, by the way, he threw in a, a guy threw in a Wii. I'm like, whoa, that's pretty cool, too. And then he shows me a picture of the manuals to all of the games. All wow. the games had their manuals, wow. original manuals. And they're like, you know, Pac-Man. I think Miss Pac-Man is one of them. Tennis. 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 tennis yep. Um, and um, but then this is the kicker. This was, is what made me feel like Jesus Christ, you know, bestowing a miracle upon a leper. <laughs> Not only was this a free Atari 2600 that his wife was begging, basically pleading with God to get one of these days because she was craving Atari 2600. But it's the all black model of the Atari 2600, which collectors of the Atari 2600 have lovingly nicknamed the Darth Vader model. So I said, it's perfect. This is a perfect like peanut butter and chocolate moment of friendship and video games and Jacques and Star Wars here. Merry wow. Christmas. And you're not getting any presents from me this <laughs> December 25th. This is it. You no, got the gift of knowledge and information. And, and I did. I, I emailed right away, you know, because like we've tried to give stuff away uh, on Craigslist and sometimes people will come right away. Sometimes it's like, oh, I love that. You don't hear about them. And then like two weeks later, you're like, wait, why do we still have this? The wife has done a great job finding stuff recently on Facebook Marketplace. I got this amazing, you know, you know, piano, you know, organ for the you know, about two, three months ago, but this was, this was pretty darn sweet. This is the top of the pops for me. And the guy wrote right back. And it's funny. It, it wasn't somebody like me or Joe and, you know, person who collects these or likes these, an older guy who lives in Lowell, just it's been kicking around the house forever, you know, no grandkids or whatever in the picture or, or, or when I play it pristine condition, like absolutely pristine condition. And, and like Joe said, you know, he carries a box out. He puts it at the back of the car. I open it. You know, he has a mask on. I have a mask on. And then he has this like paper bag. He's like, oh, I don't know if you'd be interested, but here, you know, would you want this week? Because I can't find some of the courts, but I know it works. I'm like, great. Uh, my favorite thing and management's favorite thing was the he still has to switch it. You know, you screw on to the back of the old TV and the, and the toggle to go up and down like video. What VR brand, what VR brand switch of switch is yeah. that? Oh, right. It's, and the brand of switch it was was uh, from one of our former defunct sponsors, I believe, Radio Shack. Yeah, a Radio Shack TV game uh, switch. So. Uh, I have to now do, I wouldn't be a journalist if I weren't asking follow-up questions. Have you hooked up the Atari 2600 to any sort of viewing device and does it work? I, I, we haven't yet because what was this? Was it Thursday? Did I get on Thursday or did I get on Tuesday? I think it was like a Tuesday. Because I, I think I was at the boys' school picking I them think. up after, no, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday is their theater day you know, for the, for the town thing. And it timed out nicely because as I've mentioned a few times, the mill number five in Lowell has been talking to me about, you know, curating and creating events. 
my first official event, which is on the calendar. If you go to the mill number five, I think it's mill number five.com um, and, and, and hit the calendar, November 17th, you will get a link to Joe's Basement, a retro video game party. Um, and so, you know, the gentleman, Brian from Replay, who we'll be talking to for next week's sideshow is going to bring some games, but it's like, I might have some of my own, but I thought, okay, I can go to Amazon and get the, the doodads to connect this and this, or I could probably just pick them up from vendors. You know, when I, I'm, I'm hoping that there's some vendors that have, you know, those odds and ends to make 40, what, 41 year old systems work with new TVs and, you know, the RCA, because Joe sent me yeah. a link. It's like, hey, you need one of these. And I thought about like jumping onto Amazon, but if I can buy it from like, you know, a little guy vendor, like a mom and pop thing, I'd rather the business go to there than, you know, Jeff Basil, um, who, who you know, I, I, I can't forgive him for not making William Shatner not wear the Kirk outfit, you know, when he, <laughs> when he took the jewelry. But so, yeah, so that, that's my big news is that, you know, um, I got Joe's basement coming up November 17th. I got my own Atari 2600, which could possibly be, as my wife was pointing out to my boys, the first 2600 that I actually own because <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we didn't have the money for those new well, yeah, devices. Well, I never had one then. either. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where like it's other, you know, I saw it at other people's houses. But uh, but yeah, Pitfall was in there and, and, and all those games. Um, I, I've already posted, but I'll repost. But, you know, another thing it's great for for Joe to be here because uh, he can talk about this. The joke that I opened the show with uh, came courtesy from a comedian that we saw again at mill number Ooh. five last Wednesday. It was the first you know comedy show that they've had. Our former guest Greg Bogus's first you know, uh, Mondo comedy show. And uh, Joe, why don't you talk a little bit about the fun that we had there, including the difficulties that we had getting in? Oh, well, first <laughs> things first, you know, these liberals with their COVID restrictions and, you know, uh, their their protocols. Oh, my God. You know, I'm Mr. You know, uh, double vaxxed, uh, you know, triple. I would be triple vaxxed if I was, uh, you know, at 65 or older, but I show up. And of course, the first thing that they ask when we wanted to buy like a concession is, okay, can we see your COVID card? And I go, I'll be right back. So I had to text my son who was at home. And I said, just text me a picture of the COVID card. Here's where it is. And he, luckily he still like speaks to me. So he forwarded me the COVID card. I got my thing. So that was a little bit of a speed bump. And, um, but then when we sat down, we finally got to the comedy. Uh, it was a great night of middle-aged white person comedy i mean it was just like <laughs> no other way to say it <laughs> yeah man i mean greg bogus opened up with a, a solid uh a solid three like three minutes and then uh right but you know it was all quality from start to finish and then right to the action it was like, no fuss no muss and then nope. we had the first uh comedian go up and what was it the um the younger woman i think they it was like the blonde woman right right Right. Uh, I, uh, this is all great recap. I, 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 I will post it. If, if only we could help them out. At, well, not that the four listeners that we have. Are gonna no, have, no, I, 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 I will definitely post the names. But it was it was one of those, um, you know, the standard thing. It was an opener, a middler and then the right. headliner um, and the there first two, two middles, two middles. turn out to be two middles, you know, two women, uh, you know, really fun routines. 
Then there was a special guest, uh, a friend of Greg's who's working out material, who has a bigger show coming up. He was really good. And, and some of the best, one of his best bits, he fucked up. And it was great the way a pro fucks up and rolls with it and makes the fuck up funny. Like he didn't try to like cover it up. He just jumped right in front of it. Uh, and, and as he got to the punchline, he was like, oh, God damn it. I forgot to mention, you know, this fact, like, you know, <laughs> in the setup, uh, which which was funny, which was, you know, which is why, you know, he was there working out new material. I have the comedians' names, by the way. So the first woman was uh, uh, it was a Mona Forgione, and then it was Kristen O'Brien. Special guest, I forget. I think it was Justin something. Gosh, I forgot his last name because he was not listed on the thing. And then, um, you know, we'll talk about Bieber. Justin Bieber. Yes, Justin Bieber. Yeah, getting into comedy now. Oh man, that his piss bucket routine is second to none. Best. best so joe why don't you talk about the headliner okay uh, his, the guy's name is joe yanetti um he's like a i don't know like a late 50s early 60s kind of you know very uh very animated um very um very like new england as they all are um and a lot of crowd work a lot of crowd work because i think he's just done his act like he like he's got to he had to feel like to the end of the show like he i think he had a timer on his one that like nine o'clock rolled around or nine thirty rolled around show's over and um so he had like i don't know 15 15 20 minutes to fill and uh he was great i i think for all things considered it's kind of hard to do crowd work without a crowd i mean he had like <laughs> seven Wait, so people like- Seven? Oh. No, like, eighteen. There was a, a like because okay. because he had was it him who had the joke? It's like I've yeah, always dreamed about performing in the Luna Theater in Lowell in front of an in front of people that would be fed by one cheese pizza. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, nice. he had no material. He like that yeah, that joke ago. that joke that I told that you know was his. Like he ended the show with it. He's like oh, but. Everything else was just, or mostly everything else was just working off the people in the room, and yeah. and luckily eighty percent like crowd work. Yeah, and That's it was great to see, right? to see right. to see him tie some things back in, like later. You know what I mean? Just uh, it was fun. It was it was a really good show. It was, was a really he, solid show. He was the comedian who was the on a cruise ship in Alaska. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's where these guys, you know, it's funny because Greg has sent me a bunch of names of people. He's like, oh, I talked to some friends. They wanted to do your podcast. Reach out to this one. Reach out to this one. And one of the persons that he, he, you know, we will have as a guest didn't hit me back right away. It was like two or three days later. And I get the voicemail. I don't answer because I don't recognize the number. It's like, oh, um, somewhere and we're docked on a cruise ship and on the cruise ship they don't have <laughs> you know great wi-fi sorry i haven't got back to you yeah really interested in doing the show blah 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 so i'm definitely and and you know i don't know joe's gonna make that incredulous journey down route three every time but I, i'll be a regular at those shows they're, they're fun i mean and it's hard for me to say yeah i can't make the three mile drive across town <laughs> you know on a thursday night but it, if but they it gave was. away atari games every you know <laughs> at every right. show then yeah you know that gives something you know back to the community so it was yeah. it, that that was fun so I'm, I'm glad that we have greg on it you know um it, it it's nice that the live shows are happening i 
I hope that they start becoming more filled up, especially after both Joe and I get our boosters, which I'm guessing will be eminent. You know, I mean, uh, Biff already got his. We'll talk about that in COVID. But now let's move on to a segment that Joe used to call how racist is Jacques. And and I uh, I wore my racism on my sleeve this week. Uh, I'm going to man. I thought they outlawed that in Germany. <laughs> I'm going to out myself for my racist tendencies this week. Uh, in Lowell, it was the first time there was a combined school committee uh, election and city council election. Usually it's on different ballots. Usually they're in different years. But for whatever reason, maybe it was, you know, COVID, it skipped a year. But uh, there was a local election in Lowell. And I will talk a little bit about my racism. Uh, a while ago, February of 2020, my little guy, my oldest guy, performed a couple songs with his school theater group at a school committee meeting. They had just done a successful run of Frozen Junior, and they were doing two songs at the school committee meeting as a way to kind of get the school committee to appropriate more funds to do two plays the next year, not not one. And as management and I are sitting in the balcony with the other parents and it's a very uh, melting pot group of parents um, every you know race creed and color we're looking down at the seven person school committee who all look like me <laughs> or or you know oh, unkept and yes and yeah yeah uh, or, or, or you know sweats, but yeah, it, it, it was it was varying degrees of white white and more white. Let's just say it could be another Mondo comedy lineup. Yes, it could it was be. So, somewhere from eggshell to, you know, <laughs> yeah. translucent. Dove white. Yeah. Dove white. yeah. Right. And, and, and the, and the same thing, like the city council is the same and the mayor's an old white guy. And Lowell has the distinction. I think it still does, but for decades, the most diverse city in the United States, like, there's a hundred and like 47 different nationalities like represented, you know, in the town and you drive around and great little restaurants that you can barely see that, you know, are this food and that food and in and, and these little neighborhoods and these little, you know, fun stores. And like I said, you know, my boys, you know, friends, you know, it, it, it's a melting pot and it's great, but it's sad that the city government and all the cops you see directing traffic all look like, you know, 10 years older than me, 10 years younger than me, but right in that sweet white spot. So the wife and I basically a little while ago when we got our ballots, we were like, okay, let's look, let's base our voting and pretty much vote for anyone who doesn't look like us, you know? (laughs) And, and one day I opened my mailbox and there was a flyer from, I know this woman, Stacy Thompson, you know, African-American woman, black, you know, I don't know the right thing. You know, uh, a woman probably in her 30s-ish, you know, look, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to even guess the age. And right away, I- I, How much do you think she weighed? You know, (laughs) because that's always, but I did. I called the number and I said, hey, I'm reading the literature. I looked you up online. How do I get a yard sign? And she's like, I will bring one right over. And, and, And she did, you know, and so- my racism was uh, was being a self-hating white guy where I went out of my way to vote for anyone who didn't look 
like me or or Joe's wife. You know what I mean? Just a white woman. And and a, a couple races, it was, you know, in, in certain districts, it was like, you know, this white guy, or that white guy. So I I kind of looked and said, okay, well, they're both Democrat, they're both white flip a coin but as far as you know putting putting my racism on display in the same thing and it's funny because you know uh, there's other people in town who really did some research who we like the people who run that group llama and i was very happy that you know they put out there it's like hey this is who you know who we're supporting they didn't say this is who we're voting for you know they were careful about the wording and it was pretty much the same so you know I, i i'm happy to say that um that the diversity of the school committee and the city council, you know, after 300 years of being a town, is starting, yeah. you know, it's going to look a little bit more like my son's classrooms that he's in. So, and a little less like the, uh, yeah. the, 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 the council on Footloose. Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and there was one guy who does look like he could have been in a, in a, like, you know, uh, a 70s, a bass player to 70s, you know, all white funk band who mm-hmm. who was so here's two things. Like he was the one anti-masker on the on the committee. So I'm glad nice. that he didn't get in. And also, if you remember a little while ago on a live Facebook live city council meeting, a older white guy, like late 60s, who's been on the council for like 20 years, decided to drop an anti-Semitic slur. And ended up having to resign like over pressure. It took about two or three, <laughs> took two or three weeks for him to resign. Yeah, he was on the ballot again. You know, luckily he did not Ooh. win, but it's like, yeah, maybe everybody. But forgot. I mean, to be fair, is there such a thing as an anti-Semitic compliment? So I mean <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, shout out to um and speaking of voting for non-white people, Boston just elected its first right. non-white mayor yeah. in it in, in its goddamned history. Right, yeah. right. Michelle Wu. Yeah. You know. Well, you um, know, we just had our elections, and you know, it turns out that everybody who got elected all looked like me. Now, when I say I, we, I'm talking about the homeland, and well, yeah. it's kind can, of can, the way Canada? they roll over there. Canada? <laughs> no, no, not that one. In Japan. But, you know, all they all look like me. It's just amazing. No, you know, just racist motherfuckers. Racist man. They're motherfuckers. always <laughs> so well, you know, so I guess we're going to have a, a Asian hairy section of the podcast because the next thing that I put on the rundown and, you know, uh, Joe will be hearing about this for the first time a, about a week ago. Uh, our, our good friend, my good friend, Dan Cray, our good friend, Dan Cray sent me. A podcast. Uh, I think. I think it was called Radio Lab. Is uh, is a, a, it's a an show. NPR one. It's an NPR yeah, NPR out of New York, and they have a new program called Mixtape. And I don't. I, I don't know. It's it's China. I think it was Chinese. Do you want to take a crack at that word, um, Biff? That's on the rundown. Deku. The job. Uh, that's probably yeah it's probably it's chinese. chinese right Dak- says yeah. Dak- yeah so 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 this episode was about how music made its way into china over like the last 30 years yep. and, and you got to listen to the show biff did you get it did you get it i chance? have not had a chance even though i actually knew about some of that because essentially you know it's one of those deals where it, it essentially basically they got trash and then but it was music so essentially it, it was kind of almost like 
uh, inadvertent black market music that they got. Right. So so I I, I strongly suggest it's called mixtape on Radio Lab. Yeah. But but I'll give the Reader's Digest summary. China in the 80s started buying up the world's recycling. Yeah, right. And yeah. And, and, and and that recycling was tens of millions of unused cassette tapes. And that word, Deku, if I'm saying it right. So the guy that they were profiling, who's a music journalist who got into music because he saw a black market smoke filled backroom screening of apocalypse now and he couldn't his brain couldn't imagine the realism the violence but what really blew him away is this up until this point the only music he had ever heard is the chinese communist government over the past whatever generation right, right, right. had commissioned seven operas that played relentlessly on their yeah, radio yeah. and on loudspeakers. And they were all these operas about the, the poor worker rising up against evil capitalism. So his only music that they heard were these seven operas for you know his entire life. Now, all of a sudden, he's hearing the doors. This is the end. Right. And he's hearing Jimi Hendrix and all the, the soundtrack from Apocalypse Now. And that started him years later. He was on a business trip and basically, you know, kind of a back room and a convenience store had these tapes and he bought all the tapes he could physically carry. But he didn't notice till he got back to this hotel. They all had a cut in them. And and what in the U.S., what they had done, what they tried to destroy the taste before throwing them recycling. They put them through a machine. And that word means to cut through or, or, or you know, a, a, that that word to okay. coup in Chinese yeah. means, you know, a, a cut. Like, within like, or well, a cut so they, they had cut out. Cut out. Cut out. Like, yeah. And so yeah. whoever rounded up those tapes had to splice together. So you missed the first like 30 seconds of the first song. And so here was the interesting thing why I sent it right away to to Biff specifically and to our friend Scotty Black was because they're big musicians and music guys. And what what was fascinating and this is my big takeaway. These people for the first time are hearing, you know, generations of generations of music simultaneously having no okay so the beatles led to zeppelin that led to this it led to nirvana that led to whatever you know or having you know oh this genre of music or that genre it's like oh man if you like metal you can't like country if you listen to country you can't listen to pop like that kind of stuff and there was one, you know, one guy who was an American professor teaching English over there for years, and he was always trying to school, you know, educate like the kids who were getting into music and hearing music for the first time. Oh, if you like this, you have to listen to this because this influenced that band, you know, how, how we've broken that down. And specifically, 10 years after losing contact with one of his students, he was at a big music festival and he saw one of his former students who was in a punk band and, and they're there, the spiked hair, all this stuff. And ironically, you know, the lead singer was wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt and the guy thought that was funny. It's like, Oh, so they get that. If you're in a punk band, you know, fuck these metal guys. And then the band starts playing and it, their first couple songs are could have been right off the Sex Pistols of the Clash, like standard punk, you know, great, great, great songs. And then like the second or third song, it starts off as a punk song and then goes into an intricate metal solo. Yeah. It's akin to something that you would hear off an Iron Maiden thing. And that's when it hits them. It's like, you know, 
there's there's two kinds of music in China. It, it he he walked away. There's only two kinds of music in China. There is the government sponsored um, seven operas and everything else. <laughs> and and it is funny that you mentioned Iron Maiden because you know what Iron Maiden actually was one of those bands that you know there's two metal bands that punks listen to uh, listen to and one of them is early Iron Maiden. The other one is Motorhead. But but it's so and the funniest thing is, is that the leader of uh, Iron Maiden was asked these questions about, well, you know, you I mean, you had the punk guys on your side and, he, and the guy just said, no, no, we have nothing to do with. So the guy refuses to acknowledge any kind of a punk influence, flavor, anything about it. He wants himself to be metal. Yet the punks actually did like Iron Maiden. So it kind of is funny that the, that you got that little joining there, right? And so it was. It was like he'd be talking to some of his students. It's like, yeah, that Beatles stuff. It's like, yeah, I don't really get why people. It's like, because it was first. It was so great because it was, you know, and this is why you have to love it and respect it because there was nothing before that. But in their world, yeah. there was nothing they got it yep. all at once, so they're yep. not. They don't have these preconceived. You know what it is. It's it's, it's a, really it's, fascinating. Yeah, but it is similar to the conversation I had with my son, where it's in my life in in movies. There was like two moments, you know, of this, you know, holy crap, right? The first one was the first time I saw, you know, a Star Wars Episode Four, where and, and then was, Phoebe right? Kate's boobs when she comes out of the pool in Fast oh, Times at Richmond High. Good Lord. Good Lord. And then the other one was uh, Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. Where literally that the scene where they uh, they turn Laura Dern's head around and she's, you know, that's the expression the entire theater had, right? So essentially, it's one of those things where if, if that all existed, it's like, yeah, okay. So that's, you know, that's like regular stuff. Yeah, it's, so it's a really fun yeah. listen. So so let's let's stick. And this is in your wheelhouse. And, and I put this on the rundown yeah. because management, you know, brought this to my attention the other day. And I was almost giddy to want to talk about it because it, it crosses. It, this is all you. Yeah. How, are you up to speed about baby metal and Rob Zombie? I saw the little thing on that. But, you know, lately I haven't been following baby metal much like because, you know, they're, you know, it's, you know, for one thing, you know, you know, one of the girls left. And so, you know, that, that really changed everything. And no, actually, actually, I'm, they're a little bit, you know, did she leave because she down. wouldn't, didn't want to get vaccinated? <laughs> no, no, so, it, it is one of those deals where it is actually a brutal, it's, it, it, they're still like, um, it's a manufactured band, right? Like those, you know, or whatever. The, oh, did she know, age you know, out? They're, they're like, like it's girls, not that she Minuto. aged out. I think it's just that they, they just have these really, really, brutally exhausting schedules and i think it just gets too much i mean it's just you know well so yeah they opened up for rob zombie yeah yeah and rob zombie really likes them yeah and, and for years i feel a little ahead of the curve on this joe because for years i only know about them because of biff and, and conversations with you know guitar center scotty so he and he sent me links and it's one of those things where you see these you know, adorable, like, you know, you know, young Japanese, like, you know, girls playing drums and you think, oh, yeah, I'm never going to be that good. <laughs> you know, they're well, just yeah, so baby, so baby metal on guitar. They, they don't play their instruments, right? They're, they're actually like an, like an kind of like a, this vocal three piece. And then they have actual real um, people, you know, playing behind them. So baby metal is, is kind of a, a even a, within the, they're an anomaly. They're like unique within Japan. But, but I'm trying to think of some of the stuff you've sent me. And these, yeah, yeah, these heart-rocking metal girls. Anyway, Rob Zombie likes them. Yeah. 
had him open for the tour and yeah. instantly the the you know the male toxicity mm. from like you know rob zombies you know right. fans that look like me and joe were instantly <laughs> like you know i lost all respect for you blah 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 it's like and and to his credit you know rob zombie just shut them all down instantly yeah. and basically it's like you know you know hey you know i don't mind if 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 this offends you then i don't want you being my fan anyways type thing um i mean mean, seriously it it was awesome to see how you know he stepped up but again it's just another reason why i voted against whitey in the lowell election we suck yeah and but you know it it's one of those things where if you actually go it's it is an amazing experience like i saw it and I kind of, you know, I kind of got it. And so I went to see them live and their live show is, and it's not anything about, it's not about, oh, there's these cute little girls doing this stuff. It's just this whole package is like, it's like nothing else. It's kind of like watching, you know, Kiss in a way, right? There's that Kiss thing where the music is like, you know, not necessarily that amazing, right? Kiss music is, you know, decidedly mediocre, but the show itself is great. And that's what that is. But and going back to was that yeah, like, yeah, no like Hamilton. no the music no, eh, give or take the music, the music on a cd awesome. but the, the experience is- <laughs> man you're there for the experience um so yep. so so you know so that 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 was uh so moving on from asian metal or asian music uh so it turns out it turns out and you've already mentioned star wars so this is we meet our quota we meet our floor of at least two star wars references uh-huh. it turns out peter cushing's yep. uh had a career before playing you know grand marshal tarkington on star wars well, yeah. Wait, time out grand moff tarkin and i'm tarkin, not the sir. star wars yes guy. no i'm I, you but you are also not the idiot so, you were like so. marshall he played marshall tucker band in star trek so let's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got the gender right. A- anyway, so Peter Cushing, by the way, Peter Cushing, and I don't know why I was I was just scrolling, and I think I was on our friend Sully's Plex thing, and I saw this Frankenstein from Hell movie, and I'm like, oh, this looks awful. Looked at my watch. <laughs> which I'm not wearing. I got time. <laughs> I got that kind of time. Here's all these new movies. I think, I think now that we have Hulu, um, not going to mention how I got it, but I'll You're just welcome. randomly say thank you, Joe. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I now have 47 streaming services, the latest and greatest movies. Sure. Watch Frankenstein from hell from 1974. And as I'm watching it, it turns out that it is the seventh, Frankenstein movie in the Hammer, the um, uh, the Hammer uh, films, it, the Hammer films, and, and, and which you know Peter Cushing's plays, uh, you know plays a version of Franken, the Doctor Frankenstein, in six out of the seven, and this was, and this one was the last one, and I don't know why, maybe because he went on to do Star Wars and didn't have to do another horror film, but this one absolutely one hundred percent ended on a almost. All right, see you back here in six months when we yeah. have another one of these. Don't forget, he, he also did Rogue One. Yeah, he did do Rogue One, and uh, and he, he did, did that those like horrors, right? He did, like he did a bunch of those like like those Dracula ish movies, also, right? I mean, he did yeah. a bunch of those horror movies, right? So yeah, I mean, because I remember him, you know, I'm, and I'm a little bit older than you, so maybe I had seen some of those, you know, goofy, uh, you know, horror movies on TV or whatever. But it was great. It was it was really. 
And by great, I mean, it was a really bad 1974, you know, uh, Frankenstein horror movie. But what was fun is doing the Wikipedia and going through it. And it's like, you know, the Frankenstein story is public domain, but the Frankenstein monster is owned by Universal. Well, Joe, Joe's I'm, looking, well, I'm looking through what? Peter Cushing's IMDb page. And, you know, he has 131 acting credits, as I would have expected yeah. out of a guy like Peter Cushing. I did not expect to see the title from 1979, Son of Hitler. Uh, <laughs> no, which, by but the way, was he the we, son or was he, you know? I'm bringing Hitler back to the Carnival Personnel <laughs> podcast. Yep. Thank we've you. Had, Thank we've been woefully uh, under quota on the <sighs> Hitler references on CP. So uh, I'm here to, you know, raise that level of, uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But anyways, <laughs> he's in Son of Hitler. But he plays Heinrich Hausner. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, add that to the, schnauzer? I wonder, <laughs> I, I wonder if that's on Mike's Plex account. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have, uh, you know what? It will be by the time we wrap. It will and, be by the time we wrap. Mind you, that was two years after, after Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. But at the same time, is it any better or worse than Corvette summary? That, that, that's what Mark Ooh. Hamill did between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. He, he brought us Corvette summer. So, yeah, hey man, he had to pay for those hospitals. Hey, not everybody went from Star Wars to Raiders to the Lost Ark. You know, <laughs> you know? I, I forget. Did he have uh, did Mark Hamill get into that accident between four yes. and five? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's but why before that, um, I think oh, I thought it was after Star Wars, but didn't uh, Harrison Ford do a movie called Frisco Kid? He did. And that did was you ever see that movie that with was, Gene Wilder. I think that was also after. But. But, but our research department will look that up. Uh, but yeah, no. So that whole scene with the Wampa and, and Luke Skywalker was added, you know, after after production, uh, you know, had started, you know, they were in pre-production on that because of that, you know, accident that he was in. So they had a, oh, Mark Hamill has a huge scar on his face. Well, here's you know, why. It, it, this is why. That's why they created that scene. But he was also, by the way, Peter Cushing was also, by the way, just to wrap up the Peter Cushing uh, talk, he was also in 1969's Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed, where he played Baron Frankenstein. I, I think Vaughn Frankenstein, you know, Rick, mm -hmm. uh, which, which I did also, and I, I won't bore everybody with it, but I... I didn't have a choice. I also watched Young Frankenstein this week as well. Oh, so <laughs> I think I had, you know, yeah, yeah. But getting back to, you know, Frankenstein monster from hell. Yeah, they couldn't use the typical Frankenstein monster because that is owned by Universal. That's one of the Universal monsters. Their look, they couldn't get, you know, but they could. Wait, do so, so does Frankenberry have to pay a royalty? Oh, to huge. Universal? Yeah, really? yeah, that, yeah, that's why they can only afford to. I don't, I don't know. Like they, that's why there's only six marshmallows in a box. Is that what it is? Because <laughs> they had a couple of somewhere. <laughs> you know, speaking of huge companies that suck, um, I, I, all I, of them, all of them, all of them. You're you were right. Some of some of them suck, and some of them really suck. But here's the problem. Uh -huh. Much like uh, we we've talked about before, you know, when the NFL, you know, it, it is a pretty shitty overall organization, especially what's going on in Chicago, you know, the NFL, it's like, I wish I knew how to quit you, you know, type thing, but Disney, 
which I love. Here we are talking about, you know, Star Wars and, and, and Marvel and, and I live for the theme parks and all this stuff. But but Disney can't stop being fucking awful. And a few weeks ago, it was them being awful with Scarlett Johansson and trying to fuck her over. And now they and I guess in the city of Anaheim, they have an $18 minimum wage that has passed. Um, But the fine people at the Disney Corporation went to federal court to get a waiver to not have to pay their park employees the uh, the living wage of $18 an hour. And I just wish that Disney would be a magical place for its employees as well. It's just and and the thing is, it's funny. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we, we were having dinner and, and the young girl who's waiting on us, who kind of knows us, she was all excited because she is, uh, she's, I think she's 20, 21. Her mom's driving her down in a couple of weeks to Florida where she's going to a six month Disney college program. basically yeah yeah, she's she's going to work at the hotel in the theme park and basically it's like instead of going to college come down here we'll put you through our training program and she she's she's like you know management now and like my boys loves disney loves the culture loves the park and that's why they have people lining up to come work for them and they know they can shit on people they know that they can get away with it and you know management has a friend who's you know her age who hasn't worked at the park in like 15 20 years who still has close friends that for 10 years they all worked at the park together and they love and it's funny because we were talking to this like you know this this girl and she you know she was just fantastic and it's funny because we're thinking it's like oh my god she's just a few years older than our oldest son it's like you know it's just fine you know it's funny that he's creeping up to that age but you know, we were talking to her about how many times we used to go to the park and how often we would see people, we would see them on Wednesday working at the Star Wars show. And then we would see them that Saturday or Sunday when we went back walking the park themselves because on their day off, they want to go and do the rides and they want to experience. I mean, how, and it's not like one or two people. It's like most of the people who work at the park love the park. And it just sucks that, you know, I know, I know companies have had a hard time. I know that, you know, but they've raised their prices to compensate. You know, our friend Renetsky still has a season pass. And, and honestly, when we started getting season passes in like 2007, 2008, they were like 150 to $200 for the California yep. season. Pass. And now they're up to like 2200 2400 for like the see and, and people like Renette and and people like us would gladly pay it because we would go once a week but it's like when you re, you know Disney can't stop being pieces of shit they crank out material that I love you know I, I I'm waiting in line to go see the Eternals you know yeah. I can't wait to see their next yeah. big movie I can't wait to see the next Star Wars thing that comes out on on their channel or on the big screen I can't wait to get back to the theme parks but I just wish they would stop being festering pieces of shit yeah i'll stop giving them money and they'll stop buying the things you love so i are give me another line that 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 is impactful as i wish i knew how to quit you because <laughs> like if, if if giving up black tar heroin was that easy I, joe <laughs> i think i think it's time to let you know like i said a few weeks ago go to the shout factory tv and watch the uh the japanese tokusatsu channel <laughs> for all the goofy superhero stuff 
I, I, I was last night again because it's me on Mike's Plex account watching Force Five. You know that that mm. first wave of, of you know Japanese animation that came over in like seven eight seventy nine that came out in the you know the early seventies. Uh, but but now 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 more fun stuff. We touched on a little bit. What's what's happening in the covert world other than you getting your booster, Biff? Well. I mean, did you see the whole in the brouhaha in New York City where, like, they said essentially they're going to have 10,000 people walking out, you know, of the police force? And I guess uh, there were 34 requests for exemptions. Yeah. You know, 10,000, 34, eh, similar numbers. No, yeah. Come on. let Be committed, right? If you're going to do it, you know, commit to it. And you saw all over like Twitter and I'm guessing all like the other ones, the people videotaping themselves being escorted out of their jobs as nurses right. like, dude, you worked in a hospital the last 20 months and and you still won't get this. It's like, yeah, you you shouldn't be around the patients because you're too stupid. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, my God, that's. Uh... But you know, hey, they lasted it 20 months without a COVID shot. Why do they have to go, you know? Right, right. Thank you. What? <laughs> it is the irony, though, right? Because it is they're resisting the, the, the thing that is killing them more than any other, like, you know, right now, the biggest cause of death, in, you know, in the and law enforcement and yeah, first responders, yeah. right? It, it is COVID. And, yeah. but, but so, so uh, Biff got his booster this past week. Yes, sir. And on Tuesday, my 11 year old is giddy he is absolutely no. giddy he's getting a shot yeah. like you know there's a walk in place down the street and the line was so long yeah. you know where, you know and i'm like yeah you know, and which was funny because it was all old people fighting to get into this small space to get their right. shot it's like yeah you 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 want to get a booster because you know it's still here but yet you're crowding in this small foyer you know, and, and you Listen. guys out in that age so we took one look and i'm like Okay, what's the website? Okay, I signed you up 2.30 Tuesday, you know, as soon as you get out of school, I'll pick you up. We do this and I bring you back for your theater thing. If, you know, if you don't die from your COVID vaccination or get magnetic and then start sticking to you, I I, I don't know what he's going to. I mean, I was talking to some uh, uh, people, you know, on on Zoom calls during the weekend. You know, they were saying, yeah, just keep on hitting the refresh, refresh, because, you know, they're trying to get, you know find the open slots and you know the websites are getting hammered and all that stuff so yeah so you know good for everybody for essentially rushing to get their kids vaccinated yeah so so and and, and honestly he's he's lived with his liberal snowflake take the serious parents for the past 20 months and he is absolutely and also with you yeah no, exactly so we got that. So Biff, usually sometimes you're you're this week in crime, um, are are are, uh, are funny or absurd, yeah. but uh, that was kind of serious. This, but no no animation, no, no no animation. So did you watch the whole thing? So you saw like people kind of rushing back in the, in the subway, but and... yet one guy who kind of looked like he was dressed like the Joker just Joker. sitting there smoking. Well, he yeah. had that purple jacket so, you know, and the green shirt. Yeah, so yeah, obviously that that was the issue, right? Because you, you know everybody knows that you can't smoke in a subway. So yeah, no. Uh, so this dude essentially uh, decided that he wanted to be the Joker, and on Halloween night, dressed up as a Joker, as the Joker, and went around and he started like cutting people with a knife because this is Japan; they don't have guns. They don't have guns. So he went into a, uh, in, into a subway. And started cutting people, and then eventually he had like a, like a container of like you know, gasoline or some kind of a fuel or whatever, and then 
So if you saw a portion of the thing where you saw things kind of lighting up, basically he was trying to, I don't know, he was trying to burn down the subway or whatever. And the Japanese being the Japanese, they just kind of ran away from a dude with a you know, with a knife because you know if you if somebody tries to pull that shit in New York City, that guy's gonna get beaten to a pulp, right? right. So, but Japan's such a peaceful country that they don't know what to do with that kind of stuff. But yeah, it looked like one one of the subway yeah. carts was all completely engulfed, yeah. and then it yeah. looked like he threw something else in there. It was already right. ignited, and then he threw. The can right, in right. there that they caused it, but then he's just sitting there smoking, like smoking. cop as can be, and like you know, and somebody's taking you know the video of that because that's what they do, right? <laughs> and uh, and what was the outcome? What was he arrested and charged with? Uh, well, you know, he was a uh, you know the typical attempted murder, you know, you know whatever, you know, uh, assault, all that stuff, right? So uh, there was apparently one gentleman that was seriously injured out of it, but all in all. <laughs> That's what, like, you know, we don't have mass shootings in Japan because there's no shootings in Japan. Some so people if, just want to watch the train burn. <laughs> something like that. So something are like you, I, don't get over political, but are you saying there's, if there's less guns, there's less shootings? Yeah, I'm whatever. Go no, back to no. where you came from, Toronto. <laughs> Wait, Look they got guns in Toronto. With a nail in it. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> Hey, what's well, that about? Discuss the Second Amendment in Japan. I don't know what that is, but there, there's probably some kind of a Second Amendment over there. So uh, this week in video game, uh, what what is old is new again. And so the last Christmas, and I talked about this with Joe way back when. You know, our um, titled, uh, privileged, mostly white kids who get everything they want handed to them on a silver platter, asked for an Oculus asked for an oculus relentlessly asked for an oculus um guess guess what they got on christmas no no hints and so they had the oculus and a week goes by two weeks go by about a month goes by it's like why aren't you guys ever using the oculus it's hard the other one's better what other one's better yeah thank you joe I, i i wish this was a pocket you know what maybe We'll have to redo the whole podcast and Joe will have to make that expression again. Joe made the raised entire eyebrow face look of like, what? And I guess, yeah, I guess they have it in their head that the PS4 VR is better. And that's the one they really wanted. It's like, um, this is one that you asked for relentlessly. It's hardly been used over the last year. And then the other day, my 14-year-old comes down to get me uh, because he was acting like our upstairs was a Japanese subway cart on fire. And I had to go check it out. Callback, kids. And, um, And there was a new trailer because Resident Evil 4 is now available on the Oculus. So the Oculus has been used more in the last week um because the boys are playing the resident evil 4 game which i played it for a little bit but the vr you know i mean i get a little motion sickness and it and and it's also i'm old look i just got the 2600 (laughs) you know with the one joystick i don't want to have to go through this whole vr world of like oh no 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 this is how you have to walk and this is how you have to walk oh no no you get the shotgun this way but they've been playing it. They've been loving it. And I will say what little I played on it, that VR shit is pretty amazing. It, it, it is 
it's pretty amazing. You know, yeah, when- I'm not sure if I can handle the motion sickness either, but it does seem like it's pretty, you know, it's, it's gotten pretty great. Right. So yeah, I'm Have waiting until got- VR becomes 25 years old and then I'll get into it. <laughs> You know, I mean, and that that that's a question that I, I have for our friend Brian, if we get to talk to him today, it's like one of the questions is when will the PS4 be considered retro? Like how old does it have? I think I think something to be an antique has to be 100 years old. But how old like, you know, piece of 20 furniture, years. 20 years. years right now, I think the original Xbox and the PlayStation 2 are being considered retro. And those came out like in 2000 and 2001. Yeah. You know, a complete sidebar. Biff, what was the first band that you heard on a classic radio station that pissed you off because you're like, wait a minute, that's not. Oh, shit, that's 25 years old. I think I want to say something like Guns N' Roses. Right. Yeah, me, it was you um, twos when I heard, when I heard the streets have no name. And I'm like, essentially in L.A., right, there's essentially there. Well, there's classic rock, there's KLOS. And if it's on KLOS, it's fine. It's when something is on K-Earth, that's when it's like, whoa. Like, because when I was, when I first came to LA, K-Earth was playing that, all that, you know, the 50s do-up stuff, right? Right. Right. Well, so, you think about this. I mean, we, we, we are further removed from 1985 mm-hmm. than 1985 was from 1950. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, that is the absolute you know, kick in the pants when I heard where the streets have no name. I was like, you know, well, uh, I remember when I first subscribed to Sirius radio back in like 2006, they had like, you know, the forties channel, the fifties channel. And then like later on, it was like the Elvis channel. None of those channels exist today. Yep. Because those people are dead. Nobody (laughs) gives a fuck about forties music. 30s music or you know jock raises well, his I, hand as he listened to billy holiday all afternoon well, but, <laughs> but i mean that's fine right but the thing that really aged me was um i was in a conversation with a bunch of you know much younger people at my old company and so i was talking to them you know I, in the 80s i used to go to the you know the sunset strip like every weekend and go see the up-and-coming metal bands and whatever else right and i i realized that i am talking to them the way the geezers used to tell us about like, you know, the summer of love. It's right. like, yep. holy crap. I turned into that guy. Am I truly I'm that old guy? Have I truly become the man I mocked as a child? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, that's, that's, you know, you know, have you seen that Geico commercial, you know, turning into your parents? It's yeah. the best. Oh, I, I, that's I, what it is. I, I will be fast forwarding through, you know, like I, I was late, you know, getting home for the Patriots game the other day and I was fast forwarding through, you know, the commercials, stop, rewind. Oh, yeah. Even if I've seen those, those are, <laughs> yeah. you know, my, I, and one of my favorites is when he's having the, um, the, the conference and it's like, yeah. if you, if you printed out directions, you're at the right place, place. You know, yeah. to get here today. All right. He's at the airport, you know, I got all these snacks. You don't have to. Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> just, nope. 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 <laughs> just nope. Jumps it out of the yeah. No, 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 no. Cussing, no fussing. Cussing? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trash. You, you don't know him. You don't know him. You don't know. <laughs> oh, and, and, and I do have to remind myself, it, it, it sucks when it hits home. And there was one where. You know, a guy's a handy guy's at the house fixing things, and the progressive guy is telling the the person, "It's like you're not the assistant; you're paying him to be here." You know what I mean? It's like and he's and it's like and so when people come, to and fix the guy it, with the hair, like, we all see it. We, we all, all see it. it. 
B- You'll see it. B- blue. <laughs> blue. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, right. will, I, I am not afraid to open a PDF. I'm just going to say yeah, it right yeah, here. Yeah. Well, you're, you're so much younger than us. You yes. know what I mean? I'm younger than Biff and you're younger than me. And uh, But you'll probably die first. Probably. Willing. <laughs> Willing. This is the big one, Elizabeth. <laughs> um, so, Biff, let's talk about the yang and the yang of the NHL. Oh, my God. Well, so it's not really the yin and the yang, right? I, well, no, I, I have a really positive thing, but but you have the okay, negative well, thing. Sure. I yeah, positive. well. NH, I think the hockey is a lovely sport. NHL is a horrible organization, right? That's what it comes down to. So, uh, you know, and so even this is one of those weeks where NHL comes to the forefront of the news because they're, they were enrolled in essentially what is effectively uh, your classic, the same thing that the, the Catholic Church did with, you know, child molesting, you know, priests, right? Where there was a predatory uh, coach that essentially ruined this young player's you know career effectively and he the player reported it to the team and the team just kind of sat on it and buried it and not only did they bury it they made the guy go away but didn't exactly fire him and then gave a gave a, a glowing reference so that he eventually ended up working at a high school where he molested a 16 year old and he ended up being going into jail, going to jail for that. And so it's like, yeah. So if you if they had done the right thing in 2010 when this occurred, the guy would have gone to jail, and some poor 16 year old's life wouldn't have been ruined. But so all these lives ruined thanks to you know to the essentially the ineptitude of this team. And it was because this team was you know the Chicago Blackhawks was in the middle of a Stanley Cup run that they eventually won. And, you know, it's like, you know, winning at all costs. And so at all costs means, yeah, a 16-year-old's child can eventually get ruined. And obviously, you know, that's an extrapolation. But still, you know. Hey, it was a different time. And by a different time, I yeah. mean the playoffs. You know, yeah. we that's got... right. No. And, right. And, and, and there were all those stories. I want to say the guy's name was Kennedy a few years back, who the same Sheldon Kennedy. Thank you. Uh, He played for the Bruins for a while, who came up through the junior systems. And same thing. There was there was a coach who I mean, no, 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 that wasn't an NHL coach. That was no, no, but no, but in the junior, but in the junior systems, you know, for uh, you know, most of the people who who listen to us know how the hockey world works. And, you know, it's only the past 10, 15, 15, 20 years that really players have come from the uh, from the collegiate system. It was always through the junior system. And when you if you if you got a legitimate shot at the NHL, if you got a legitimate shot at the NHL, by the time you're 14 at the latest 15, you're moving away from home, thousands of miles away from home. You're playing junior hockey. You're living at billet parents houses and you are completely on your own and there were so many coaches who would like control your life can control your thing and just absolutely there's no better way of saying it than like you know the same thing as a priest they're in a position of authority and power over you in the moment but also they control your ability to move up to the next level and awful things have happened forever and ever and ever it's a scary thing but when it hits at the nhl by that point and and the fact that you know, uh, uh, an original six team was w- did that. that. I mean, it's just disgusting. No, it's an original six team with a super racist logo. So, you know. Yeah, no, thank you. You know, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, hey, racism's alive and well. But uh, the one positive thing in the NHL, yep. um, 
have you heard much about the Seattle Kraken's building and how um, environmentally well, like, friendly it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, obviously, because you know, I actually pay attention to this stuff. So, yeah, the 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 the, the climate pledge building, and not just that, but like everything about them. Like um, another thing that's the just in terms of how they're so different is that uh, they're they have there's this thing, this thing called the three stars for Joe, who doesn't really care about any sports. But the you know the players who perform the best during a game is part of this ritual called the three stars, where the players come out and essentially it's a, their way of kind of saluting the fans, you know, who, you know, essentially get to, you know, cheer for their great play and so on. And many teams have uh, gimmicks associated with that, with that uh, ritual. What they did was they wanted to come up with something that was uniquely, you know, essentially, uh, you know, uh, North, you know, Pacific Northwest. And they hired a, a, a native American consultant uh, you know, to essentially deliver this idea that we want to do this salmon toss, right? So they have these plush, you know, they're not going to do raw salmon, right? So they have these plush s- salmon that they're going to toss into the, uh, to the fans, if, you know, so the guy gets this, you know, the first of the game, you know, the staff hands him a, a salmon that he tosses into the crowd. That's a ritual. But even the salmon, essentially, they went through the uh, consulting to make it look realistic. And on it, they actually have a label that tells you about the importance of salmon in the, you know, the native American, you know, heritage and culture and how they're endangered. I mean, the whole package, right. So they're, I mean, they're super thoughtful just, you know, throughout. So yeah, it's, it's an no, amazing it, it uh, organization. I, I, but I heard this holding on the building yeah. and, and it's then it nuts. was like, okay, now that it's open, they brought in two different competing universities to, you know what, how, how really carbon free or, you know, and, and footprint and, you know, how much re- recycled rainwater is really being used in the ice. It's like, let's, let's peel this onion back and look, they're trying to do something nice, but let's, let's really examine this, you know, um, scholarly. And one university came back and like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing in the world. And the other one came back. It's like, oh my God, this is pretty much the most amazing thing in the world we're only going to score to 98 you yeah. know, out of a hundred, but, but yeah, but the fact that, you know, and, and it's funny, like how, how many new teams and new buildings and, and new, you know, had the chance to do it right. And, and well, so they are the anti Vegas, right? Cause the Vegas is right. completely the other way, right? They're all about the glitz and the glitter and the lights and everything else. And not, and I'm not trying to, you know, crap on Vegas, right? Because this is an entertainment thing, but it, it's just, you know, they're kind of doing it in the context of this is what their community is like, right? Vegas's community is what that is. And it's just, you know, this is a different way of kind of coming into a, you know, community and getting, you know, essentially community buy-in among other things. No, it, it's, it, it is fantastic in the sensitivity. Uh, just before we move on, just real quickly, I just thought this, when you're talking about Vegas, the culture shock from, uh, from, uh, Eckle moving from Eichel? Buffalo <laughs> to Vegas. That, that, that dude's from right by your, you know, right next door to dude, you. Dude, he's it a was, Chelsea kid. Yeah. It was literally the neighboring ne- town. Ne- next, yeah, the next, next, yeah. And everybody was hoping he'd wind up a Bruin like someday, but, uh, but yeah, no, but that, that's what to go from Buffalo to Vegas. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I know, I know. Again, I now have Hulu, so I am completely caught up and watched the first season of. Uh, only murderers in the building, and I believe Joe's caught up on it. Are you caught up? No. So you get no. me, 
you get me hooked on this and then you jump off the uh the wagon. what episode are you on don't smoke your own supply man <laughs> um, i'm only up to episode uh, through episode five but again i'm trying to watch it with my wife but she's been like super busy working or some shit oh, i hate when so women, yeah you know and she doesn't work like you know it's regular, always the normal hours yeah it really yeah. is i just blame yeah. women for everything yes. you, know? <laughs> you know it's Wait, hey is this on <laughs> um all right so so do you have hulu biff or do you know much about this i do i do know about it. that's uh it's it's uh steve martin martin shore selena gomez right and and i might be the first person to say this out loud mm-hmm. i think if he makes a couple good choices going forward that martin short could wind up being somebody that 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 kid he's got a lot of moxie let me tell you no he, he martin short steve martin is great and steve martin is, is 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 the steve martin of the like the last 30 years funny but you know an older yep. steve martin yeah martin short at one point does a fall and i'm pretty <laughs> sure it's martin short and it's and my my wife lost her shit because one of her <laughs> one of her favorite movies i'm not saying go watch the movie uh, but I, I implore anybody to watch the first 10 minutes of Three Fugitives or just watch the trailer. Like, we've watched that trailer. Like, every time somebody mentions they haven't seen this movie, my wife makes them watch a trailer. There's a sight, <laughs> there is a sight gag in this that each and every time brings such joy and delight to, uh, like, she lights up like a Christmas tree. But I'm watching Martin Short, who might be the most Martin shortiest of the Martin short catalog. He is so him and everything about Selena Gomez is great. Steve Martin is great. Uh, You know, you know, the, the ensemble cast and the bit players, it's a great series, but Martin short is a fucking goddamn national treasure. Which nation is one of those guys where I think, (laughs) I actually don't like him as much when he's like the only guy. I think he had, he seems like he has to have some others. He has know, to he play has off to, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. like Clifford was just unwatchable. Now that was a bad idea, but it was unwatchable. Yeah. Okay. So I, I will not have you come on this and besmirch the good name of Charles Have you watched Brody. Clifford? Have you no, watched of Clifford? course I haven't watched Clifford. <laughs> oh. I got, I, I wonder, you know, I haven't watched Clifford myself. I wonder if this is an issue. I paid to watch Clifford. No, uh, it's you, not you, an Ishtar thing. I went, right. I, I, I went to the theater and saw Clifford. Okay, but you watched it, was, it from 1990 it perspective. I got to watch it from 2021 perspective. No, you know, no, I I'm older. While well, I do not. So, so have you gentlemen watched Squid Game? I I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm on it, but I haven't. You know, I, I'm still behind. But yeah, I'm, where, I where, finished where, the series. Where Where are you, Biff? I'm still on like episode three. I'm so slow because I, I this been a busy ten days at work, and it's gonna okay. be another busy ten days at work. So 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 maybe maybe uh maybe we'll bring my 11 year old in to talk to joe about it when joe realized my 11 year old watched it it's like i think it's one of the first times joe's like "Eh." wait i'm sorry what you know because it is it's how we lead into the parenting tip (laughs) you know what yeah i think i think so but we will get there but but with with it it is it's one of those things where uh we were too far into it where I left. I, I after after a certain mm. point, I jumped off. He he was watching it with his mom, and I, I've talked about it. One episode destroyed the both of them, and it's like, yeah, I can't do it. I came back. I watched the finale, and um, 
Wait, I just want to, no spoilers. The Marbles episode? Yes, yes, yes. Joe wrecked. Like, like she carried this dripping, sobbing piece of like, you know, flesh up. And he was just, and, and I got mad at them because management has this bad habit of going and seeing The Purge. Do you want to go see The Purge? No, under no circumstances do I want to see The Purge. <laughs> okay, she comes home. I have to tell you about it. Actually, you don't. Because if I wanted to know about it, I would have gone with you. Okay, I just have to tell you this one thing. No, no, you really don't. Okay, but this happens. It's like, now I know it. And I can't unhear and unsee what, what I've done. It's like, no, I don't want to. And so the, the, between the two of them, they told me so much. I'm like, okay, now I, I, I never made a better decision in my life than to not watch that. But uh, there you go. But yeah, so getting into parenting tips, other than not letting your 11 year old watch Squid Game, do you got a, you got a parenting tip there? I've got you know? nothing because I've been too busy at work, but maybe the other guy does. Well, what, what about what about you, Joe? I'm going to see Joe's parenting in action tomorrow down in Hartford at, at Retro. No, look, hey, your, your kid, your kids go, your kids are willing to go to a retro game convention with you again. So you so you're doing a couple things, right? Give us one tip. Um, force your kids to like what you like growing up. Um, that way you can have fun for the rest of your life. You can just I, I, keep doing. So fun you're talking things. about boobies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are boobies. you listening to Weird Al on the way down? We might, Robert. We might. Uh, <laughs> and I drive with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you, you want me to like FaceTime with you? So yeah, 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 we could. Uh, here's my parody tip. 11-year-old uh, is going to be, you know, was out of school this week and next week. He's got a medical thing going on. And his brother, who is like, feels left out and jealous. It's like, I want to stay home a day. And no, you're going to school. You don't need to stay home. You just missed a couple of days when Renetsky was in town. You just had this vacation. Thanksgiving coming up. He wouldn't stop feeling like he was being cheated. Okay, you can stay home. But, but here's the kicker. Uh, his mom took the phone and the internet was turned off. You want to uh, stay home and watch terrestrial television and watch the prices right like we did and liked it? Right, right. He doesn't want to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's and, wrong and, with prices right? Well, nothing. Maybe, like, nothing. Wait, who's the host now? Is it Wayne Brady? No, no, that's still, uh, it's still, isn't it? Um, Drew Carey? Drew Carey still? Yes. You know, it's look, it's not Bob Barker. It's not the price right. And, and unless they're bringing out Plinko. No, unless but you're funny. watching Pluto TV's 24 hour price I, is know, right channel. I, I'm so old that I remember when Bob Barker replaced the other dude. Well, that's Bob Barker what, didn't replace any. What? Didn't, didn't he replace another dude? I thought there was another dude before Bob Barker. Well, if you want to get technical. Oh, here so we go. There was, a, right. show called, <laughs> keep, keep there was a show called The Price is Right. Uh-huh. And it wasn't from like the 50s or 60s. And Bill Cullen was the host. Okay. And oh, then, that's not what I was thinking of. But and okay. then they went away. And then um, New Price New Price is Right premiered in 1972 with Bob Barker. Oh, okay. So I, I probably just had either I had it wrong or I saw a week. Did he ever have replacement hosts or anything like that? No, I don't mm. think so. Okay. Clean living. No. Yeah. So, so my parenting tip is make sure that if they get that unexpected sick day off in which they're not sick, that it sucks so much that they rather be in school. That's my parenting tip. And I did, I stuck by it. It's like, nope, you know, cause we, I have that app where everything except my work computer was turned off. So they couldn't access the Hulu TV. 
Thank you, Joe. And they couldn't access like, you know, Disney Plus, those evil bastards or or uh, or basically, you know, their jam is both YouTube because they're stupid. Um, but, you know, this, that's my parenting tip is make sure it's that relentless that they would rather be in school. You made a poor choice, my friend. <laughs> there you go. OK, well, I'm done. So the two of you can hash no, out. I how think, we wrap I think this. I'm going to let Joe uh, take it take it home. Well, thanks for listening to Carnival Personnel. You can catch us on um, anywhere you get your podcasts. No, not really. Just one place. I guess you can only download on an Apple podcast. You can look us up on YouTube. Us. <laughs> Listen to me. Like I'm part of this show. I'm not really. You're not dragging me back in. You've tricked me, by the way, Mr. <laughs> Jacques. You, you said that there was going to be a video game guy here. Um, you can catch Jacques on iHeartRadio. And, um, you know, whatever else. What. Any other lies you want to tell me? You're not on iHeartRadio. Oh, you are? Okay. Good for you. Um, yeah, Carnival Podcast is is the the, the, the name of the, the Twitter account that Jacques uh, tweets his personal political views from because he doesn't realize there are two people on the podcast, not just him. Um, he, there's no disclaimer on the on the Twitter page that says that the uh, – you know the views and 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 the political views of those of uh, Carol Parsonell podcast do not yeah whatever the fuck it turns out I'm Oats and uh, there you go yeah, right you're lucky you're lucky to be Oats my friend I'm the you should be the ampersand that's how <laughs> in Holland Oats um, by the way they were never called a Holland Oats they were Daryl Hall and John Oats but we won't get into the into the weeds there um, so that's that. Um, I'm just making it harder for Jacques to edit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, it's been good talking to you, fellas. It's been really nice. Uh, and, and make sure that the video game guy, like, shows up next time. Like, you know, don't catch him on a night where he's, like, you know, going to bed early so that he can make the incredulous journey to Hartford, Connecticut at, you know, 5 a.m. or wherever, whatever time it takes for him to get down there. Um it's uh, 9.19 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, temperature is uh, 46 degrees. Uh, you're listening to The Night Owl on WXRK. Real old radio. Yeah, stream of consciousness. No net Joe. Just letting it all hang out. Letting it loose. Letting <laughs> it fly. No stopping. I'm not even saying goodbye. Just never talking. I'm just I'm never stopping. Oh, yeah, I've taken complete control. <laughs> and now I'm going to read from The Great Gatsby. <laughs> read. <laughs> uh, I think it was um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle who once said, Don't forget.
Thank you. 